The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Jess Kelly, good morning. Good morning, Pat. How are you? I'm very well. Now, what's this about Apple and virtual reality? Yeah, it's been a long time coming. We know that Apple very often likes to watch what its competitors are doing, uh, learn from their mistakes and then bring out something better. So we've had virtual reality headsets for quite some time now. Uh, Meta has sort of been leading the charge in this regard. As we spoke about recently, Sony brought out their new PSVR 2. And now it's expected that we will have an Apple version of a virtual reality or mixed reality headset, should I say, uh, come June. And this has been something that they've been working on for a long time. But they're looking to fix some of the things that their competitors uh, have done that people may not absolutely love and then give it that sort of Apple polish then as well. Now, um, what do you mean mixed reality? Virtual reality, I can understand that it's all digitally created. What's mixed reality? So mixed reality is a cross between uh, or a full spectrum offering of mixed reality and augmented reality. So the most famous example of augmented reality is the game Pokemon Go. I don't know if you remember, but a few mm. years ago, everybody had this app on their phone and they were going around their real places. So they were going around Dublin, Cork, Limerick, wherever they live, and they were chasing Pokemon that would appear on a, on a virtual map. And when they opened their camera lens and augmented so a fake Pokemon would appear, you know, on the green outside your house, for example. So Apple is looking to not just limit themselves to virtual reality. They want people to be able to put on their headset and either engage in a fully virtual world or see a layer of content uh, on top of what they're seeing. So, for example, if you have a treadmill in your home, let's just imagine, or if you have, you know, those Peloton bikes and so on, uh, very often they'll have a screen that will put up a picture of the woods so you can pretend that you're running through the forest or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. So in augmented reality, you'd be able to put on your Apple headset and you would be able to obviously see your surroundings with you, but as you look up, you could see whatever landscape you want. Uh, if, for example, you are at a meeting, uh, so you're sitting at home, but you want to have your bearings, you can set it so that you would have a layer of augmented reality. This is really useful, and this type of technology is being used quite a lot by uh, people working in interior design. So say if you're designing your, you're redoing your living room or something like that, you can use augmented reality to place a particular ser- type of sofa to see how it would look in your room, if the colour scheme would work, if the size would work. So all these little bits of technology that have been in in the works for quite a while now are going to come together and be in this Apple headset that we're expecting to be unveiled in June this year. Now, will it be a standalone headset or does it have to be linked up to an iPhone? No, and this is the thing that's most exciting. And uh, I mentioned a second ago, the PlayStation VR, that has to be connected to your PlayStation. From the prototypes and the bits and pieces, the leaks that we've seen online, it looks it looks as though the Apple headset will be completely standalone. So you don't have to have it tethered to anything. Now, this is going to offer, offer more freedom to the wearer but also some challenges to Apple because, uh, you know, even in your laptop, for example, if you have a powerful chip, beside the chip has to be a fan to ensure that the unit doesn't overheat and so on. So they're trying to keep the design of this very sleek, very light, very durable uh, for taking on and off, uh, but also have the processing power to be able to offer that 8K experience on your head without being too heavy. Now, the the question of the Apple basic devices, whether it's an iPad or an iPhone, 
Okay, so that that question of whether they add um, mm. these augmented reality or, or, or virtual reality aspects to the devices that everyone has in their pocket. Yeah, it's something that they've been working away on over time. Anybody who has an iPhone or an iPad will know that there's those annoying emojis. So there's like a, a digital version, a digital representation of yourself, a little avatar And I think the thought is that you'll be able to bring that virtual self into a headset, but then also carry it on through uh, throughout the rest of the apps that you might be using on your phone. So, for example, if you want to share your location, a mini you might appear on an app or at the moment what you can do is send that avatar version of yourself with a thumbs up or whatever it is. So we're seeing more and more of this creation of our digital selves and our virtual selves. Uh, I think the big thing, and I said it to you a few weeks ago, when we were talking about the PlayStation is how do you make this mainstream? Because there's rumors that the Apple headset could cost around $3,000. The Meta headset is around €1,700. So these aren't massively affordable devices. And I think if you want to get buy-in from people, there really has to be the affordability factor or else an incredible case study that would make you want to part with that kind of money for this type of experience. Now, uh, some of the questions that are coming in, could Jess please recommend a tablet just for basic household use? That's from Mark. Yeah, the Samsung Tab A is excellent. You can get it in a 10.1 inch screen, which is a decent size. I would recommend you get a screen protector and a cover for it, though, particularly if it's for household use, because I've heard horror stories of people buying it and then it gets dropped by tiny hands on a tiled kitchen floor and then it's gone before it gets going, which is never great. Another one. uh, Hi, Jess and Pat. Is the Samsung S23 Ultra worth buying without a contract? I have the S20 FE 4G at the moment. Oh, yeah, you'll notice a huge uh, improvement in terms of pretty much everything. The Ultra is the king of the range and it has, you know, an incredible camera, gorgeous screen, brilliant battery life. And buying it out of contract, it is more expensive in the short term. uh, But if you are smart with your bills and so on, you know, we've spoken before about moving to a digital network, perhaps uh, you could absolutely save money in the long run. Mm. Um Uh, more questions about uh, devices what is the cheapest smartphone on the market i want to have all the smartphone aspects but i don't want to pay a lot yeah you can get smartphones for around between 80 and 130 quid now Uh, you don't have to break the bank at all there's brands like alcatel which are very affordable Uh, nokia are still knocking it out of the park when it comes to those more affordable phones Samsung has, I think it's the J range, which is their most affordable as well. So there are, th- what, what you'd look for, I think, is an Android phone. Once you have the Android operating system, you can get all the apps, you can get all the different bits and pieces. The screen and the battery life, uh, or sorry, the screen and the camera may not be fantastic. But if you just want it as a functional device with no bells and whistles, you can absolutely do it for around 100 quid. Mm. Uh, Other people are talking about printers and you've recommended various uh, printers Mm -hmm. in the past. But someone wants to know, do you get much better quality with laser printers and is the price coming down? Yeah, so the laser printer question is something that comes up quite a lot. And it is like it, it is something that is very expensive. The price isn't coming down, unfortunately. Uh, if you do want to get that more 
industrial sized printer there are places that you can go and get a deal and um, some of the subscription services are worth looking at when it comes to the ink but you just really need to have a good understanding of what your requirements are before you purchase because if you're only going to print the odd document you know you don't need you may not need a laser printer uh, so I think having a full understanding of your needs shopping around and then looking for the best deal when it comes to the ink. So whether that is a subscription service or buying it in bulk, whatever it may be, but there are ways to do it well. Um, you might ask Jess her views on the National Text Alert in the UK scheduled for April. What is that really about? That's from Kevin. Yeah, it's really interesting. This is something that they're testing. Uh, so everybody will get an alert on their device as part of this scheme to try and test uh, to see that every citizen essentially gets an alert in the case of an emergency. It's technology that we're, we're seeing used in other parts of the world. Um, like Sean Moncrief, when he went to Ukraine recently, did a brilliant report on how app technology is being utilised alongside old technology, uh, like sirens and speakers and so on, to alert people when there's an air raid. So it seems like this is a test that's being run in the UK to see, firstly, that the technology works. But I think there will then be further discussions as to when it is triggered, because if an alert comes every other day, it's going Going to lose its impact. So the definition of what an emergency is needs to be sort of clearly defined. Uh, we know in the US, for example, they have severe weather warnings. They have alerts if, you know, th th there's an active shooter, for example, in particular areas, people get alerts that way. Uh, so I think it's just about finding the right cases for the UK. But I think it's a, it's a smart enough idea. Uh, and a final one uh, for the moment. Uh, th this person says, I go on holidays and I normally bring a high-end camera to take pictures, uh, but I'm always worried about it being stolen. Um, would my phone, which is an iPhone, do the job just as well? Yeah, there's that saying, isn't there, that the best camera is the one that you have in your pocket or the one that you have on your person. So it depends on what iPhone you have. But anything from sort of the iPhone 8 upwards has a very good camera. If it's one of the newer models, so 12, 13 or 14, you're absolutely laughing. It is an incredible camera. And I think if you just maybe get to play around with the settings, if you're a photographer, you probably have a better idea of, you know, how to tweak the exposure and so on. But a lot of work can be done on the iPhone. So I would say absolutely. Jess Kelly, thank you very much for joining us. And next up, the future for Trump. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.